Hello, 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 and welcome to Let's Clear the Air with Dr. Melissa, the Purpose Prophetess. I am your cheerleader. I am your coach. I am your guide, helping you on this transformative journey toward self-discovery, finding your purpose, and becoming profitable doing so. So today, I want us to delve into uh, the importance of self-evaluation, which if you followed me at all, you know, I believe that that is the first step to discovering your purpose. So I want to start today by asking a Canvas question. Who are you? I'm Dr. Melissa, but who are you? And I can almost hear in the back of my mind, in my head, somebody saying, duh, who am I? I know who I am. And I'm going to challenge that and push back just a little bit. Because when I ask, who are you? I don't want to know your titles. I don't want to know your labels. I don't want to know the roles that you have in life, that you're a mom or a dad or a sister or a brother, your CEO. When I'm asking, who are you? I'm inviting you to answer that question from the perspective of your core. Who are you? Who were you created to be? What unique solution on this planet were you created to provide? What problem were you created to solve? And so when I say, who are you, I'm challenging you to drill down beyond all of the external things that we sometimes use to answer that question. That, my friends, is the crux of the journey of self-evaluation that I'm inviting you to undertake. That is the journey to purpose. It is to be able to answer that question from your core. So how many of us have heard this particular saying? Just be yourself. <laughs> I know I've heard that a thousand and one times. I'm going to apply for a job or, or go to an interview. Don't worry, just be yourself. Um, we've heard that, many of us have heard that all of our lives. And it seems so simple, right? Just be yourself. But the problem with that is, if I haven't yet identified who I be, being myself becomes daunting. It becomes a challenge. One of the main reasons for that is because the whole task of being ourselves is not as straightforward as it may seem. We live in a world where we are constantly bombarded and inundated with messages of who we should be, how we should be, how we should look, how we need to show up. And so when you're constantly being combated, confronted, bombarded with these messages, answering that question and being true to being who I am becomes a challenge. And so this is the call that I have on my life. This is my purpose to help us to, to walk this path to being able to 
honestly answer that question. And I will tell you that it's all about the A word, which is authenticity. I want us to take some time today. My challenge, my, my purpose for today is to get you to answer the question of how often am I authentic? How often do I express and show the world my true self? Am I genuine? Or am I merely just playing the part, playing out the script that society or my family or somebody else wrote for me? So when we talk about the importance of self-evaluation, let me keep it real. Let me keep it all the way 100, 100, as the kids say. It's scary. I will not lie to you. It can be scary to just face ourselves so directly because it's going to require vulnerability and a willingness to confront some uncomfortable truths. This is where... Uh, we have to face that man or woman in the mirror and ask those questions that might be scary and might be painful. But I can tell you that this is where transformation begins. This is where we find our purpose. This is where we unwrap the present of who we are. Because, you know, I believe that when we talk about our purpose, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a gift, a present. And this uh, invitation that I'm giving you is asking you to start to take that bow off that present. Start to rip through that paper. Unravel some things so that we can get to the purpose, the gift that's inside of the box. Okay? So let me tell you a little bit about my journey toward authenticity. Um, I, when I think about my journey and when I think about um, my path, I will tell you that one of the things that I was so intentional about doing based on my background was to check all of the boxes. I'd come from a background of poverty and lack and didn't see a whole lot of uh, forward movement and so I endeavored that I was going to be the, the chain breaker. I was going to be the person in my family that was going to rescue us all. And so I embarked upon this journey of checking the boxes. What is it that society say I need to do? Who is it that they say I need to be? And I became very intentional about making sure that I did the things that I was supposed to do. So I went to school and I got the degrees and I checked the boxes and I did all of the things. And, um, and I found myself in a cage. Now, it was a very beautiful cage. Uh, it was a corner office in a, a very large commercial building uh, with, I'm gonna say, well, maybe, 270 degrees of glass and windows and mahogany desks. And um, it was beautiful, but it was a cage. It was a cage because I found myself 
being detached from who and what I really am. Um, I found myself playing a role on the outside, a very beautiful role. I'm the CEO. I'm in the corner office. I have arrived. But what I want you to understand is that a cage is a cage is a cage is a cage. And I don't care if you've got a Chanel pillow in there, um, a mahogany desk, um, and uh, gold letterings on the wall. It's still a cage. And so for me, having to come to that realization that I wasn't being who I was called to be. I wasn't living authentically. I was doing all of the things that were expected of me. But at the end of the day, in my quiet time, when it was just me, I knew something was missing. I felt that hole, that gap. So what I would love to have you to um, consider is that when we talk about authenticity, we're talking about getting to the core of who you are. And I would love to start that with a conversation about revisiting your childhood dreams. Just take a moment and just go back. For some of you, that's a longer journey than others. <laughs> For me, that's a very long journey. But go back to your childhood days. What were your dreams? What did you want to be? What did you want to do? And if you're asking, why am I taking you back? I want you to understand that the reason for that exercise is because most often our truest desires are rooted in that time when we were not influenced by outside uh, expectations, when we were just being who we were. Um, and so it may be to your advantage to go back and just uncover who did you want to be? What did you want to do? What did you enjoy? Let's go back and revisit those childhood dreams. Because when we do that, I think we give ourselves an opportunity to acknowledge whether or not we've drifted away from those innocent aspirations that we had. Um, how much have we compromised who we want to be? How many different parts of our, of our soul have we negotiated in order to fit in? So I will tell you that by doing this, you will have started the process towards self-evaluation self that I believe is so critical in discovering your purpose. And um, I just want to encourage you to take that journey to discovering your purpose through self-evaluation. Who knows? It might lead you to all of the things that you've been fighting so hard to get through the compromise. Did you know that there were no escalators to success? There are no escalators to success. Wow, what a concept, right? In order to discover your purpose, in order to achieve your goals, you are going to have to do what some of us try very hard not to do, myself included, you're gonna to have to take the steps, right? Every day I come into my office, I do everything I can to get on that elevator to avoid those steps, even though I know it would be good for me. So you guys, 
there are no escalators to success. So what I want to talk about now is we've talked about how important it is to go on this journey of self-evaluation in order to discover your purpose. But I want to be practical. Let's be real super practical and talk about the steps, the steps that you will need to take in order to embark upon this journey of self-evaluation. Because it's easy for me to say, hey, go on this journey, evaluate yourself. But you may be asking yourself, okay, I'm with you, I hear you, but how? Okay, so let's talk about that. When we talk about how to start the process of self-evaluation, um, it begins simply and first and foremost with carving out time for yourself, giving yourself the gift of time. Time to think, time to dream, time to redream, time to question, time to dive into and dig down deep into what you're feeling, time to acknowledge. So the process of self-evaluation will start first and foremost with time. You have got to give yourself the gift of time. You have got to know that you are worth taking the time. And I promise you, I understand that anytime you start talking about time, the first thing that people say is, I don't have time. But here's what I will say to you. We make time for things that we prioritize. And I wish I could tell you that there were another 30 minutes and 10 seconds that I've got hidden in my back pocket and I can pull it out and, you know, and give it to you. But each person on this planet are given the same amount of time. And so then it just becomes a matter of what we do with it. Are we going to take that time to reflect so that we can get the clues that we need in order to discover and walk in our purpose. But let's keep it real. This can be tough. You'll hear me say that over and over again because I don't want to give you, I don't want you to drink the Kool-Aid. I don't want to make you think that this is some um, pie in the sky, you know, woo-woo. If you do this and turn around three times, it's going to happen. No, what I'm inviting you to do is to do the work. The work of uncovering who you are, but knowing that the dividends that that work will pay you is mind-blowing. You just can't even fathom how different your life will be if you're willing to do the work of getting to know the most important person on the planet, and that's you, you, right? So it's uncomfortable because I'm going to tell you, I don't know how many people really want to look at themselves in the mirror and say, Am I happy? Am I who I thought I would be? Am I where I thought I would be? Am I fulfilled? Um, am I living my truth or am I living a facade? Those are questions that are difficult to answer. Therein lies the challenge of self-evaluation. But I, I have to tell you that taking that on and embracing that discomfort is a necessary step towards your growth. So how do we begin? Um, I want you to start by taking a look back at your past 
actions and decisions. Because the truth of the, of it, the matter is, whatever your life looks like now is probably more likely a result of past choices, past decisions, past actions or inactions. So I want you to step back and look at your past decisions and actions. And this is not about dwelling on regret, you guys. And this is not about beating yourself up. This is a not about shaming yourself or I wish I would have and I could have. None of that, because all of that is counterproductive. This is about understanding the patterns that have shaped us. Because oftentimes when you look back at your decisions and your choices and your actions, you'll start to see a pattern of behaviors, a pattern of decisions that can give you clues as to what went right, what went wrong, why did this happen? And most importantly, what part did I play in this? Because if you can identify the parts that you played, I'm going to tell you, Anything that you wrote, you can rewrite. There's power in that. If I am here because of some choices that I made, I can rechoose. If I'm here because of some actions that I took, I can do a different action. So there's power in knowing that this is not set, this is not fixed. I can pivot and I can do something different. So let me give you a few steps. Um, practical steps that you can take in order to embark upon this self-evaluation that I keep harping on. First, we need to look at your core values because your core values shape your decisions, okay? So in order to understand um, our actions, we really got to dive into the things about us that guide our decisions, and those are the things that are important to us. For example, um, is honesty one of your core values? Uh, loyalty, ambition, all of those things you will find will drive our decisions. So understanding what we truly value, is, it's critical in helping us to look at those choices and then to align them. And we'll talk about that later with our truest selves. And that's going to lead you to the life of fulfillment that you're looking for. So when you get off this, don't click off now, stay with me, but sometime today, I would love for you to just sit down and do this exercise. I want you to just sit down, find a quiet space, take some deep breaths, and then just start writing down the things that are most important to you. And this could be traits, this could be experiences, this could be relationships, this could be anything that comes to your mind, just brainstorm, just brain dump. And then try to identify the aspects of your life that bring you the most joy and fulfillment, okay? The more that you do this, you're going to be generating a list that's going to give you, ultimately, your core values. And this is a great place to start. Um, let me give you a second step. And if you've been around me at all, you know how passionate I am about this next step. And it is about journaling as a tool for self-evaluation. Um, it's super practical. And if you haven't done this yet, I am inviting you to do this because it has been um, critical in my life. I you know, recently went back and was looking at um, my journals from in my 20s, y'all. 
and I'm in my fifties now. I've always journaled, even as a child, it was a way, it was cathartic for me. It was a way of saying the things that I couldn't verbally say. It was a way of trying to make sense um, in the midst of chaos. So I always just journaled and wrote. And back in the day, it was that diary, you guys remember? And it had the little key and lock, which was really crazy because you could cut, it was like cardboard. But I think it made me feel safe. It made all of us feel safe. But I started back then even with a journal, I mean, with a diary. And so I'm going to give you a few prompts, just a few things to think about, not many. If you're not used to journaling and you're, you're going, okay, I, I hear you, where do I start? The first place you start is you go on the website and you get the free journal that I have on the website, Living Your Best Life Journal, free, free 99, get that. Um, but start with something, some of these questions and I'm going to, let me see. Um, when do you feel most in alignment with your values and beliefs? Take that prompt and just start writing. When do I feel that I'm most authentic? What activities, what situations, which persons am I around that I feel most, most in alignment with my values and my beliefs? Um, what activities or tasks do you do that make you feel the most fulfilled and engaged? Um, are there any experiences or accomplishments that has left a lasting impact on you that you're super proud of? I am most proud of this. If there was one thing I could change, it would be this. These are just some, some quick prompts just to get you started. But I will tell you in that journal that, that I provide to you, it has a ton of prompts just for you to write so that you can redream and re-envision your life. So journaling is a next step. The last step, the third step I'm going to give you, and I'm going to talk more about that in, in times coming, is to identify your strengths and your weaknesses. It is so important, you guys, to know and to acknowledge what you're good at. And I call those your zones of genius. But it's also important to know the things that you're not strong in. Those weaknesses that I call opportunities. Every weakness is not a dead-end road. It's just an opportunity for you to gain more knowledge or to tap into and partner with somebody who is strong in that area. Let's, let's leverage other people's strengths. I don't need to know how to do all of the things. I promise you, I'm sitting here talking to you now and I am tech handicapped, but I am so blessed to have people that that is their calling and that is their purpose. And so they make me look super good. Um, so know your strengths, but also know your weaknesses. That is super, super important. So when we talk about that step of finding your strengths and your weaknesses, let me give you an activity. Let's end with an activity. I would like for you to sit down. You've sat down with your, your core values. Sit down and just start writing out your strengths. These are things that you're good at. These are the things that you do that require very little effort. It's just natural. It's innate. Write down all of those things because that's going to give you a good strong list of the strengths that you have, your zones of genius. Now you know where you need to play, where you need to delve into. <clears throat> but I also want you to write down a list of the things that you're not strong in, the weaknesses. I want you to generate that list, but then I want you to go back and look at that list and I want you to view it from the from the perspective of opportunities. Like, these are the things I'm not good at. What things do I need to strengthen and build up? 
Where are those opportunities? What things do I need to source out and leverage and be okay with the fact that I'm not good at that? Um, but understand that it's still a part of my prosperity and my passion. So <clears throat> do those two exercises and, um, and understand that taking on these steps, is these are practical ways that you can start on the journey of self-evaluation, which is going to help you tap into your purpose. I have a question for you. Have you ever driven a car that was out of alignment? I don't know how many of you um, share my stories, but I've driven a couple of hoopties in my days. And if you don't know what a hoopty is, look it up. Um, jalopies. Um, I've had a couple of um, pretty bad cars in my days. And many of those cars had alignment issues. And so when I talk about driving a car out of alignment, I just remember like the difficulty of keeping it in the road, keeping it on a straight path. And when I think about it now, it just took so much effort. I couldn't focus on where I was trying to go. I couldn't focus on the journey because I was so like intentional about trying to make sure that this thing didn't go off to the side and, and, and swerve into uh, the shoulder of the road because it was out of alignment. And when I reflect on driving that car without being in alignment, it's interesting because there were years, years that my life was very much like that car, like those old hoopties that I used to drive. I was not in alignment. And so what I wanna talk about now is how we can use this process of self-evaluation that I've been talking to you about to help us to align our purpose with the things that we do, particularly the things that we do in the professional world and how we show up in the world. Are we taking on tasks? Are we working jobs or careers, businesses that align with that purpose? And if you remember those core values that we talked about, how much alignment are you having? Because I will say to you, if you are not in alignment, you're having to utilize a lot of effort just to keep it in the road. And by getting in good alignment, you will find that you will be able to gain traction. You're gonna be able to move quicker, swifter. You're gonna be able to hit your goals and your metrics easier because you're not having to exude and utilize energy on just trying to stay consistent. So when we talk about being in alignment, um, personally, I'm the purpose prophetess. And what, what that means is that I uh, subscribe to the belief that if we are chasing our purpose, if we are living purposeful lives in alignment with who we are, money, profits, prosperity will follow that. It will follow that because I am living out of a place, I am working, I am serving out of a place that's authentic, that I am created to do. I am bringing something to this endeavor that no one else can bring because it's my thing, it's my purpose. And so the role of purpose and passion 
um, when you're talking about trying to have, have a successful business or uh, scale professionally is so critical. Um, it's like it's like that lighthouse in a stormy time. It helps you to chart your course. It helps you to set your intentions. It helps to light the way. When I think about decisions and, and different um, endeavors that you, we have to make professionally, when I have alignment with my purpose, it guides a lot of those decisions. Because if I'm authentic and consistent with that, there are some things that just answer themselves. If I have an opportunity that does not align with my purpose, I don't have to even make that decision. My purpose, my alignment made the decision that that's not consistent with my brand, it's not consistent with who I am. And so I don't have to belabor that point. I don't have to think and stay up in the middle of the night and try to figure out should I or no, it doesn't align with my purpose. It would be great for someone else. It doesn't align with who I am and what I'm called to do. So let, let me talk about, when I talk about having a sense of purpose and being in alignment, uh, I want to talk to you about one of my heroes, and that is uh, Rosa Parks. I want you to consider that Rosa Parks, by trade, was a seamstress um, who took the world by storm, sparked a movement by her refusal to sit in the back of the bus. I will not give up my seat and go to the back of the bus. Now, you guys, I want you to think about when I'm talking about being in alignment with your values and your purpose. That was a moment in time. Does not represent what Rosa Parks ate for breakfast that morning, nor what she had for dinner that night. It was a moment in time when she was faced with a situation that she could choose to either be authentic and in alignment with her personal values and her purpose, or she could do what we sometimes do, and that's acquiesce to what's around us, change who we are to fit in, negotiate and compromise so that we don't have any trouble. She found herself at the crossroads. And so when I talk to you about being in alignment with your purpose, I want you to understand that for her, this was the culmination of her life. Values that she had long before that incident on the bus, she didn't just get clear on the bus about what she stood for. She knew before she got on that bus. But because she was in alignment with that, she was able to answer that call and to make a decision that lined up with who she was that has resulted in us having a conversation about her today. A seamstress who decided that her values were more important than her comfort. Because I will tell you guys that answering the call to purpose and convenience most of the time will not play well together. Many times we'll have to make a decision that does not feel comfortable or convenient in order to be in alignment. But the payoff, the dividends of living in alignment, a movement was sparked because of that, because of Rosa Parks' commitment to be inconvenienced, to be uncomfortable. So for you, 
for me. And it may not be, um, I don't endeavor to uh, be able to do what Rosa Parks did. Um, it, it, to me, it was, it's just one of those things that um, I'm, I'm living in the blessing of her decisions, but I'm, not, I'm no Rosa Parks. <laughs> but every day I get an opportunity to decide if I'm going to show up as Dr. Melissa, if I'm going to be in alignment with who I'm called to be, if I'm going to be okay with um, not being invited to that particular table or the discomfort of someone walking away um, because I'm unwilling to compromise my boundaries or my principles or my values because I now know my worth. Every day I get that opportunity. Every day you get that opportunity to align who you are with what you do. Your who versus your do. Are you doing the things that's consistent with who you are? They're two different things, but I'm telling you, the more that you synergize your who and your do, if I look at your do, the things that you do, the decisions that you make, can I discern who you are? Or are they so different because you have the home self and you have the work self and you have the, you know, the, when I'm at the country club self, you have all of these different iterations of who you are. Can I look at what you do and say, I know exactly who he or she is and I know exactly what they stand for. And what I would say, if that's not happening, there's opportunity for growth there. There's an opportunity to bring those things in alignment because if you're seeking profits, if you're seeking professional, um, professional achievements, if you're seeking abundance and happiness and joy, those things reside in the alignment. So you guys, hold it in the road. And so this journey of self-evaluation in order to discover our purpose is taking us to a whole nother important goal for some of us. And that is to be able to merge our passions and our purpose with profitability. Because we are individuals that are seeking to have financial freedom and we wanna create that legacy of generational wealth for ourselves and our families and those that we love. Um, not creating financial freedom from a selfish point, but in order to be able to serve. Because my mentor always says, if you give good people more money, good people will do more good with more money. So we're trying to find our purpose so that we can maximize our potential and our profitability so that we can serve humanity. That is the crux of my passion. And I know for many of you as well. So let's talk about how do we do that? Let's talk about the intersection where heart meets profit. And I will tell you that many, many people in business, this is when we get real businessy, um, will talk about the seven M's of business. They'll talk about messaging and marketing and all of those things. And all of those things are critical. It, they are things that I talk with my business coaching clients with all of the time. We deep dive into those things because they are critical when you're trying to stabilize or scale your business. 
But I will tell you that sometimes what's lost when we talk about business is that we don't talk enough about heart. We don't talk enough about purpose and passion. And so I will tell you, I believe with everything in me that when you put your heart, when you put your passion, when you put your purpose into your business, you have created a supersonic mechanism by which your business cannot help but to succeed because it's born from you and it's born from your purpose and you're not chasing paper and you're not chasing money. You're not chasing all of the things. You're just chasing that thing that's in you, that, that purpose, that passion that's here. And anytime, anytime you approach anything from a perspective like that, you cannot help but to be successful. So I want you to understand that purpose in your business is not a luxury. It's a necessity. If you are wanting to have a successful business, I believe that you've got to have, you've got to attach your heart and your passion to it because in business, there will be challenges. There will be difficulties. There will be very hard days. It's a part of the process. But it's that purpose that will provide that fuel that will get you through those challenges, challenging times. It is that purpose that will keep you going when everything in you says, why am I still trying to do this? It's not working, right? And I think many, many entrepreneurs will resonate with that. Oh, this is not working. I've tried this and I've done this. But when you're answering the call to that purpose, giving up is not an option. It's, I, it's, it's who I am. It's what I, it's what I do. It's what I'm called to do. And so you push past all of that. So finding that thing that you love, you know, doing that thing that you love. My husband always says, Hey, and he quotes somebody and I'm not even going to try to jack that up, but he says, find a job that you love and you'll never work another day in your life. And that is so true when you align your purpose and your passion to your profitability. So let me simplify this process just a little bit. Five things I'm going to say about that. And um, I'm going to touch lightly. I'm not going to do it a whole lot of justice, but I do want to get your wheels turning. Um, when you're embarking on this entrepreneurial journey, um, I want you to first identify your purpose. That's exactly what we're talking about. And this time that we spent talking about self um, exploration, self-evaluation is going to help you to do that. So identify your purpose, deep dive into what you love, find those things that represent your zone of genius and determine if your purpose can fulfill a need. What need will your purpose fulfill? Okay. Um, second, validate its potential in the market. Re do some research, R&D, research and development. Like look, Google, Google University is amazing. Start to research what the market needs in response to your particular interest and purpose. The dirty word plan, y'all, create a business plan. This is where we get practical and technical because a business is not going to be born on its own. You're going to have to build this thing. And so to do that, Create your business plan. And there are a ton of resources out there. It's one of the things that I do with my clients as well. We walk through it and we develop the plan because I believe I believe in the woo-woo stuff and the, and, the, and the purpose and the heart stuff. But then I also believe in the tangible things. After we've 
determine what we love and all of that. Now we've got to actually build this puppy. And so get you a, a, a create a business plan around that. Build an audience base. Um, use social media, networking events. Get out of your comfort zone. Put yourself out there. Show up. Uh, you're going to have to build an audience in order to generate leads for this thing that you want to do that's burning in your belly. You're going to have to have some people that know about it. So build your audience and then monetize your products and your services. Now, the reason why I say that is because sometimes when we're doing things out of our purpose, out of our heart, because we love doing it and it's our zone of genius, you can almost start to devalue um, yourself and what you have to provide because it's, it's sort of like, well, I, it, it's not hard for me or I'm really good at this or I love doing this. And that's wonderful. Believe it or not, it's possible to get compensated for what you love. And those two things are not exclusive of each other. Getting paid for doing what you, what you love. Not just doing what you love for free, but monetizing that. Particularly if you're trying to have a business. At some point, you've got to stop just giving it away. Okay? So those are things that you can do because what I really want you to focus on is longevity. You know, in this this uh, show, we talk about legacy. And legacy is really about longevity. Your business isn't just about today's profits. It's not about what you made today. I made just enough. If you're thinking about legacy and longevity, you've got to be thinking about something that will stand the test of time. You've got to be thinking about um, what you want to leave behind, the values, um, the impact that you want to have on the world. You don't want that to be some fly-by-night concept that you were here today and gone tomorrow. Longevity and legacy is going to be really about being tangible and practical. And you can do that coming from the heart. You can be practical and you can be purposeful and passionate all at the same time. So let me share a, a story that I think will drive home this whole concept about living in your purpose, but also understanding that the abundant life comes from being true and authentic to your calling. Um, there's this person, I don't know if you've heard of her, named Lisa Nichols. And Lisa, Lisa has had a profound impact on my life personally. You know, Lisa's journey began um, in very challenging circumstances. She was a single mother on public assistance with her son, Jelani, and found herself with less than $12 in her bank account um, in South Central Los Angeles. Uh, you know, she if you listen to her story, she's very transparent and vulnerable about the many challenges that she found herself in. But she knew she had a calling. She knew she had a purpose in her life. Um, where she could speak to others and empower them and inspire them. And so she began taking those things that she was passionate about, her ability to inspire and to motivate, and she began to pursue her dreams to inspire and empower others. Long story short, Lisa Nichols uh, became an African-American woman with one of the first publicly traded personal development companies in the world. She found herself on the world stage. She found herself 
um, speaking to Oprah, she found herself um, writing books. This is a person who talked about being functionally dyslexic for most of her life. She took her personal pain, turned it into her purpose and passion, and became one of the most profitable speakers on the planet. But Lisa's story is not just about financial wealth. Her story is about finding wealth in her purpose and fulfillment. If you were to talk to her, she would tell you that her mission is to help other people find their unique voice, their secret sauce, to discover their potential and to live a life of abundance. And so just like Lisa, you and I have that opportunity to take that pain and the things that we've gone through and to translate that into living a purposeful life that's in alignment with who we are. And then you guys, to watch the profitability, the compensation, the abundance, the prosperity that will follow living a life that is true, authentic, unapologetic, and consistent with who we are purposed to be. So again, I would love to just thank you for joining me for today's episode. Um, if you want more information about me, if you have more questions, please feel free to reach out by way of our website. And that website is purposeprofitess.com. I would love though for you to join our free community. And that is the My Soul Purpose community. We are a community of like-minded individuals that are seeking to discover our purpose and then become our own boss and create a legacy of generational wealth. And that website is community.purposeprofitess.com. So as we come to the end of the show, I wanted to leave you with this thought. In the art gallery of life, you are both the artist and the masterpiece. So you're painting with broad strokes as you go. You are the artist and you are the masterpiece. So let's go out there and paint a really, really good picture. Okay, I'm Dr. Melissa, the Purpose Prophetess. I wanna thank you so much for joining me on Let's Clear the Air and I'll see you next time.